is a shear in Likotei Sichas, Chelek Tezayin, the 16th book of Likotei Sichas, the Sicha of Tetzaveh, which is Tetzaveh, and it's also titled Zayin Oder, the 7th of Oder, as we will discuss. And it has a little asterisk at the bottom to Zayin Oder, and it says that this is, the concept of Zayin Oder is on the first Oder. As the Rebbe quotes, but we're going to be talking, let me just say this in brief. There's two others this year, right? There's other Rishon and other Sheni. There's various halachas that apply that we have to know the distinction. When is the real other, in other words? So when it comes to Bar Mitzvah, definitely we do the Bar Mitzvah in the second other. Um, unless the Bar Mitzvah boy was born in the first other. The year he was born was also a leap year. When it comes to the birth and passing of Moshe Rabbeinu, so then we follow the majority opinion in the Achreinim that say we should go according to the first Adar. Now it's interesting that the Gemara itself, Mesech Deseita, speaks about the first Adar as being that the year Moshe Rabbeinu was born. There's an opinion that it was a leap year. Just... Um, and also, the Rebbe brings here in the Ha'aris that there's a Yalkut Yeshua, there's a Medrash that says that also the year that Moshe passed away, it passed away was a leap year, and Moshe passed away in the first order. The, um, there are opinions that it should be done in the second order, but the Rebbe says, since there are the majority opinions that say we do it on the first order, So therefore, we do the um, we do the uh, according to the Rama. Certainly, we we do put him on. We do the remembrance of Meishar Abenu, the passing. That's the main way we remember him, which I will address in the Sicha. Some people have a minute to have a fast. It's done in the first order. Okay, so it's known that in Zayin order, the day of passing of Meishar Abenu comes out in most years close to Parshas Tetzaveh. So. We're now at Zion, Zion Other. Actually, I'm taping this on Zion Other. It's Tuesday. It's Tuesday within the week of Tetzaveh. Shabbos is going to read Tetzaveh. And as it says in Svarim, the Rebbe brings this from Ereinayim. Ereinayim, I believe this is from the Chernobyler, Martchev Chernobyl. And it says that this is a hint for the fact that in Parshas Tetzaveh, when Moish, from when Moshe Rabbeinu was born, in Parsha Shmois, we read about Moshe's birth. Till the end of the Torah, there's no Parsha in the Torah where Moshe Rabbeinu's name is not mentioned. This Parsha Tetzave, Moshe Rabbeinu's name is not mentioned, which tells us that it's related. In other words, hinted here is that Moshe Rabbeinu is no longer because Zion Oder, he passes away. And this is hinted at the Shabbos after that or the Parsha right near that date. Says the Rebbe, and footnote two, you may you may know what it says in the Zoya. This is not in any conflict with what it says in the Zoya that when Moshe Rabbeinu says to Hashem, "If you don't forgive the Bnei Yisrael, please wipe me out of the book," and indeed, therefore, even though Hashem Taka forgave the Jewish people, but when a Chacham says such a thing, even if the stipulation is not fulfilled, but still there's some some something happens from that. So what happened from that is that Moshe Rabbeinu's name is taken out. Of one part of the Torah. That's what Zaya says. This seems to be a different word. This seems to be that the reason Moshe Rabbeinu's name is not there is because it's the Stalkus, the passing of Moshe. It says no stira because the, the fact that it's Dafkin Parshas Tetzaveh is because of the, pro, the proximity to Moshe Rabbeinu's passing. And it says because uh, um, we find only this saying of Moshe Rabbeinu, Mecheni, now take me out of the book. It's in two Parshas, in Parshas Kitisa. So regarding when it took place in 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 the uh, in the actual timeline of history, but we see it in two parshas for now. Parshas Kitisa, the 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 taking Moshe's name out of the sefer could have been in later in later parshas. The fact that it's in Tetzaveh tells us also that it's Moshe Rabbeinu's passing. Hints at Moshe Rabbeinu's passing. So also this also fits with what it says in the Magen Avraham that in a leap year like in this year the tiniest of Zion Adar is in the first Adar. Some people have a custom to fast on the seventh of Adar, commemorating Moshe Rabbeinu's passing, and we'll as we'll talk at the towards the end of the Sicha, what this means not because it's a sad day but it's because it's a powerful day. So but it's done. When is that fast day done in the first Adar? Because 
So this fits, because if we're saying that Tetzave alludes to Moshe Rabbeinu's passing, so in a leap year, Tetzave is going to be in the first order. So we have to understand, Zayin order, the seventh of order is also the day of, of the birth of Moshe, as the Gemara says, that Hashem sits and calculates the days and fills in the years of the Tzadikim, should be from day to day, from month to month, should be an exact, an exact amount. So we know, so Moshe Rabbeinu passes away exactly on his 20, 128th birthday. So why, if we're commemorating <clears throat> Moshe Rabbeinu's lifetime, why are we only in Parshas Tetzavah commemorating his passing and not his birth? It's also his birth. Base. Simply we could say that also the passing of Moshe Rabbeinu <clears throat> is hinted in the Parsha because the name of the Parsha is Va'ata Tetzavah and you, who's you? Moshe, you should command the Bnei Yisrael to bring oil. And since the name of the parsha also denotes the whole content of the parsha, the name is, 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 is you know, is, is the heading. So it comes out that the whole parsha also is a reference to Tetzaveh, which is you should command. Going on, Meisha Rabbeinu, the whole parsha really talks about the presence of Meisha, together with the absence of saying his name, but it's also a very strong presence. You shall command, you Meisha. Even according to the opinions that don't call it va'ata tetzave, they call it tetzave. So va'ata would be a new, which is going on Meisha tetzave should command. Even though we call it parshas tetzave, it's the meaning. Nonetheless, it's still a an expression speaking to an individual. You sh- and it's and it's a, it's an instruction. You shall command, and that comes as a continuation. Who's the you shall command? In the previous parsha, it said Hashem spoke to Meisha saying, and you shall command. And who shall you command? Aaron, your brothers. So obviously, Tetzaveh, you shall command, is going on Meisha. So his presence is very much felt in the name of the Parsha. However, we still have to understand. How do those two things, how do those two allusions fit with each other? On one hand, the Parsha doesn't mention Meisha Rabbeinu's name at all. Which shows that in the Parsha, Meisha Rabbeinu's presence isn't there. On the other hand, every word of this Parsha is called, you shall command, does allude and show the presence of Meisha. So how do those two things go together? The, day, the, the, the birth and the passing and the way it's expressed in the Parsha. Baruch Atah Gimel. So we'll understand this first. To understand what's the concept of the tainess of the fast of Zayin Oder. We have to understand. Why did they make Zayin Oder just a day of, of fasting to commemorate the passing of Meisha? Hey, what about the birthday? What do we find in the Gemara? The Gemara says like this. When somebody says he wants to be like Moshe on the seventh of order. <clears throat> so, this is in, uh, in the, uh, this is in Mesech Nazir. We're talking there about the laws of somebody becoming a Nazir. And how does one indicate that he's taken upon himself the vow of the Nazarite, the vow of being a Nazir? So when somebody says, I want to be like Moshe on the seventh of order, what does it mean? Is it mean that he's taking upon himself niz to be a nazir? And Teisvis explains the question. What does it mean? Does it mean that he's going to be like Moshe on the day of his birth? And there was a big rejoicing. Or Moshe Rabbeinu on the day of his passing. On the day of the passing of Moshe Rabbeinu, many people took oath to become a nazir. A, a, a because they were so pained. One of the ways of expressing the pain was well, they won't touch wine anymore. They won't cut their hair. So what happens if a person says, I want to be... Like Meishan Zayin Oder. In other words, I want to be like, 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 like in the state of what happened when Meishan passed, when Meishan, with Meishan on Zayin Oder. What does it mean? When Meishan was born on Zayin Oder, when Meishan passed on Zayin Oder. So we see that it's not so clear what Zayin Oder is. Zayin Oder was also a day of joy. I mean, we see in the, um, and we see, interesting, I mean, when Meishan passed away, does the, does the birthday get canceled? So the Rebbe puts in our 16, we find that Moshe Yitzchak of Vinu's birth is still celebrated way after he passes because Hashem thought maybe the, the Mishkan should be dedicated um, on the day that Yitzchak was born. In other words, the, the birthday of the Tzaddik doesn't go away after it. We see this from Yitzchak. We know this clearly. As, and we're going to deal with this even more later. So why do we only talk about being a day of a fast. We see clearly that the Gemara says, if you want to be like Moshe and design other, does it mean fasting or does it mean feasting? Um, <clears throat> interesting, Deborah points out, you may remember that, that uh, uh, 
<laughs> what do you mean that they rejoiced on the day of his passing? Everybody rejoiced. It said they had to hide him. Right? Um, so, <laughs> maybe they only hid him from the Egyptians, that it suggests. Maybe they were, the Jews made a big party, but they had to hide him only from the Egyptians. Al-Kalpanim, we see that it's also a day of joy. Now the Rebbe has a square bracket, he says like this. You can't say that, what is the suffix of the Gemara here? Does he mean, this is exactly the suffix, does he mean Zayin other the way it is after Moshe passed? And that means it's a day of not joy, except upon himself to be a Nazir. Or does it mean Moshe Rabbeinu, Zayin other when he was alive, when, when there was a birthday? And then it's a day of Simcha. However, if he would mean the day of birth now, post Moshe's passing, then obviously it's a Nazir. In other words, the Gemara is saying, what did he mean, I want to be like Moshe and Zayin Adar? Before he passed, or after he passed? And after he passed, Zayin Adar, even as the birthday, is, is going to be a day of, of, of anguish. The says, you can't say that. Because by Nedarim, when you're talking about vows, the law is you have to go after what these, the way people speak, the vernacular. Now people speak, when a person says Zayin Adar, now, so long after Moshe Rabbeinu passed away, he doesn't mean I want to be like Moshe and Zayin Adar um, then. He means now, I want to be like Moshe and Zayin Adar now. Nonetheless, the question is, Moshe Rabbeinu, the way he's reflected in the joy of now, because it's still now also his birthday, or the way Moshe Rabbeinu is reflected in the anguish of now, because it's his day of fasting. So still a question, there's, there's two things we see in the Gemara, there's two aspects <coughs> of Zayin Adar. So the question is, why do we only mark the anguish aspect. Um, and, so, and as the Rebbe quotes in, in, in the Hadith, in the footnotes, that the day of his, of his birth makes it a day of joy. There's a, uh, yeah. More, the, the question is, is greater for those that want to be my eye in a little bit more. Very interesting Hadith, or at 20. Well, the Rebbe says uh, there's another aspect of Meshach Rabbeinu's day of passing. Even if you talk about Zayin Adar's day of Meshach's passing, he was also happy on that day. Because when he gave the Sefer Torah to the Leviim, the Bnei Saul said, Hello, what's with us? They're in charge of the Sefer Torah. You're giving it to your people? Nepotism, so to speak? And Meshach Rabbeinu was so overjoyed. He says, you guys want... Yeah, no, no, I have a Torah for each, for each tribe. But I'm so happy. Today you became a people. I am Hazen Niyei Salam. Today you act... You wanted the Torah of your own volition. Wow, I'm so excited. So maybe that's the Simcha of Zayin Adar. But the Rebbe says that's not connected to Zayin Adar. That, that, would be, that would be like the, just like we don't make a Simcha on the day the Bnei Yisrael came to our Sinai, there was Vayichan Shom Yisrael, or it doesn't become a, a, a Yom Tov forever. Although the Rebbe actually would, would always remember that day. But, or the Rebbe gives another thing that we don't make a, make a deal out of. When the Bnei Yisrael brought too much for the donations of the Beis Hamikdash, Marbimam, they had to sell them. Stopped. That's an unbelievable thing. They brought so much, but this this doesn't become a permanent Yem Simcha. So never says this. Pashtus, the Zion other the fact that he was happy on that day because of something incidental, because because he saw the level they had reached to. That's nothing. To, that's not to do with Zion other. So still, that wouldn't take away that took, wouldn't take away this question we're asking. Another the, the point we're making the. Even after Moshe Rabbeinu's passing, the day, the birthday is exciting. So why are we only making a commemoration halachically for the passing? The question is even greater. The Gemara says in Megillah that because when Haman saw that the lottery that he did, it came out on the month of Adar, he became very excited and he said, Oh, this is the month that Moshe Rabbeinu died. And he didn't know that on Shiva, Ba'adah, on seventh of Adar, Moshe died. And on the seventh of other, he was born. Later on, the end of the Sikha, we're going to answer another simple question. What do you mean he didn't know it was the day he died? He did know. What we're saying is, he didn't know it was also the day he was born. But for what's Mashiach with the Gemara is that he didn't, he was excited because he knew it's the month he passed, but he didn't know it's the month he also was born. And what happened? And the Gemara's mashma comes out clear that the fact that he was born on the seventh of Adar overpowered the day of passing, and that's why the the day gets transformed. He didn't know that this month is also the birth, and the birth has the power to transform the whole month. Not so. You see that the birth is more powerful than the passing. So you see, 
and, and that caused the Purim for all the generations. Especially as Rashi really says it, the day of, of birth is worthy, is powerful. It atones and cleans up, so to speak, for the day of passing. So we understand that it's, that it's a day of Simcha. So, so why don't we, Bechal, <laughs> why are we only, why is the only minute connected with Zion? Oh, they got to do with a fast. Dalit. So we'll understand this first by understanding the words of the Gemara. Let's understand about Marbim Simcha. It says the saying where the Mishnah of Marbim Simcha. Similarly, no, sorry, the Gemara says differently. It's a Gemara in Mesech Tainis, which speaks about the morning of the month of Av. So the Gemara says it's the same way that when the month of Av comes in, you decrease in Simcha. Similarly, when the month of Adar comes in, you, you increase in Simcha and joy. So now the question is, the concept of increasing in joy, is it when it's a leap year, when does it start? It start in the second order, or does it also start in the first order? Very interesting footnote here, and I hope Mitzvah Shem to tape an addendum to this year, and that is, that if it quotes, Mishnich HaSadam Arvin B'Simcha, it's brought in the Mogin Avlah. Why isn't it in the Rambam? Why isn't it in the Shulchan Aruch? <laughs> to be a separate, to Mitzvah Shem, a separate little shir. We could explain, this is to be explained according to, according to Rashi that says, what is this, when, in other words, let's understand, is it applied to other Rishon or only we start other Shani? What does Rashi say? Rashi says, when month of other comes in, we have to rejoice. Says Rashi, why when the month of other comes in do we rejoice? You may miss him, these were days of miracles to the Jewish people. Purim Pesach. Days of miracles of Purim and Pesach. Well, Purim and Pesach is only another Shani. When is Purim? We celebrate Purim, the second order, according to all opinions. And Pesach comes right after that. Actually, the way we know that we do Purim, uh, the, the second order, is because we, com- we, we bring it close to the next redemption of Pesach. However, you could say that from that, from, from what Rashi says, that's no proof that it only applies to the month of other which has Purim. On the contrary, we're going to see the opposite, says the Rebbe. First, let's ask a well-known question. What does Rashi bring Pesach here? What has Pesach got to do with it? We, when other comes in, we increase in joy because of Purim. Why does Rashi say because of the days of miracle, also Pesach? So there are opinions, says the Rebbe, that say that Rashi wants to forewarn and answer a question. Why do we increase in joy just because of one miracle of Purim? Why don't we do it for Pesach? Why, why, why are we only... Telling us why why are sages telling us increasing joy for Purim? What about Pesach? It's a big, big miracle. So Rashi says, and also Pesach. Attack. When other comes in, we start rejoicing because of Purim and Pesach. In other words, it's other, and then it continues in Nisan. Rebbe says it's difficult to say like that in Rashi, because if Rashi wants to tell you a new thing, and uh, this would be a practical thing, that in Nisan, you also, month of Nisan, you also have to be Marvin Basimcha. The Gemara just says other. This would be a big Kiddush of Rashi. Rashi should have said it clear. That it's the simcha continues through Nisan and not rely on a remez, on a hint, because he added, he added a word. Especially the Rebbe says in Haaretz 31 that we know that when you say a halacha, you got to say it clearly. Also, according to this, one second, this is not the only... If it's got to do with the miracles, Purim, Pesach, that's not the only month that has miracles. What about Kislev, which has Hanukkah? And on the contrary, since Hanukkah is only rabbinic, we know there's a concept, some people have this notion, if it's rabbinic, it's less. No, rabbinic, so the, there's a concept that that things that the rabbi said, they made it more stringent because it needs to be bolstered and strengthened. It shouldn't, be, it shouldn't be taken lightly. So if so, it should be even more important to, to, um, to, have, to have Simcha and Hanukkah. Even more than Nisan, because Nisan is divreiter, it doesn't need to be strengthened so much. Even more than Purim, because Purim is Divrei Kabbalah, it's the words of the prophets. It's the Esther is part of the canonized uh, 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 Bible. It's part of the, the Tanakh, right? It's part of the words of the Nevi'im. So it's, it, it's stronger than Hanukkah. So Hanukkah, we would need to strengthen even more. So why don't we taka, insist that when month of Kislev comes? Because Hanukkah, we have to have joy. And by the way, just in case, you're going to say, well, Hanukkah doesn't really have joy. We know there's a machlekes, whether there's suudas or not. So the concept of Mishanich Masidam Marbim Simcha is also not about su'ud, it's not about eating necessarily. It's all about joy. 
So Hanukkah, that would be okay. We have to be joyous. So others learn that... Um, so if, if Rashi means to say we have to be joyous also in this because of Pesach, then what about Hanukkah? So if we just say, in other words, it's got to do with, with Purim, something special with Purim, okay. Purim is different. Purim was a big miracle. Things got transformed. We got saved. But once you say it's Purim, and then pay, and if you want to learn that it also applies to Pesach, because there was a miracle in Pesach, so why not Hanukkah, for example? So others, so that's a question. So so it's it's difficult to say that pshat in Rashi that Rashi is saying you start from Odin, you continue whenever there's a miracle also to Nisim, because otherwise that should be also applied to Hanukkah. So others learn what does Rashi mean to say when it says Mishnichas Odin that because of the miracles of Purim and Pesach that Rashi means since the month of Odin we had. A, we had miracles in proximity and in, in continuation, like, like pushed close together. There's a continuum here, Purim and Pesach. So that's why, because of that intensity of miraculous um, chain, a month of other comes in, we increase in joy. Kislev, you don't have this continuum of miracles. You have Hanukkah. So in other words, when you have Wow, boom, a couple of miracles together. That creates an intensity which brings you to have simcha ready for the whole month of other in this. But that also would, would require explanation because what's the connection in content between Pesach and the month of other? So just because Pesach comes in proximity to other, that's why in the beginning of the month of the other, you already have to have simcha. What's, what's the, uh, what's the, what should we call it? What's what's the what's the intrinsic connection between them? <coughs> yeah, and as Rebbe points out in the in the footnote, even if you want to say that there's somehow this this continuum of miracles brings bring, brings us to the strength of the simcha, which will start already in getting the month of other and continue to listen. If that's what Rashi's saying, Rashi should have said it clearly. It's a big chiddush. Hey, so the explanation is like this. The Gemara says when the month of other comes in, you have to increase in joy. That from the immediate, immediately from the beginning of the month, and the, the Gemara gives a practical application. Therefore, if a Jew has a judgment, he has to go to court with a non-Jew, he should try and get out of it for the month of Av. Don't go to court in the month of Av. It's not a good time. And try and see to it that the <clears throat> make himself available for the for the judgment, for the court case, in the month of Adar. Stam the month of Adar, even from the beginning of Adar. Why? Because body, mazle, the mazel then is, is healthy. Now we want to understand Lechayda. The miracle took place on the 13th of Adar. The 13th of Adar was supposed to be the pogrom, was supposed to be the, the, the killing. And the miracle happened that we got permission to fight back and we were victorious. So why does the Simcha start from the beginning of Adar? And even though you'll say, well, look, when did the miracle really start in a way? It started way before the 13th of Adar because on the, as we read in the Megillah, on the month of Sivan, the 23rd of the month of Sivan, that's when Achashverosh sent out the new revised or the new, the new royal edicts that the king is giving permission to all the Jewish people to congregate and to self-defend. That was already the, really the, the miracle started then. But one second. Whichever way you look at it, it's still going to come to the month of Adar. Why? Because the signing of this new edict was in the third month. But that still didn't mean the Jews were out, of, out in the clear. It, meant, it gave them an opportunity to fight. But they still hadn't done the deed. They still, they still needed to actually have a battle. Which, and, which, and they were still in, in danger of their life. And, and they were still, the enemy was still fully intentionally going to going to kill them till they actually had that battle on the 13th of other only the 13th of other that's when they uh, that's when they had the battle on the 14th they were able to rest and that's when we have put him so so yes they had a certain uh, alleviation from sivan but uh, that just gave them the opportunity and we know that al-tarebbe says that a whole year they were Monsieur snefesh in other words this 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 fear this dread this 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 feeling of 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 disaster of, of impending disaster continued with them, till they actually boom till they actually did the battle in the third of other. So why do we say from the beginning of the month already it, it's a good month? 
also difficult to say, also difficult to understand, what does it mean in the Megillah, where it says that the month was turned from them, from anguish to joy, that the whole month was, was transformed. And that's why and the Yishami says that the fact that the Megillah identifies the whole month as a month of joy, if somebody's not able to hear the Megillah on the 14th of Adar, from the beginning of the month, he's able to already hear the Megillah. And the Ramah says that that's the minig. If somebody knows he's not going to be in proximity to a Megillah, he's going to be on a boat somewhere. So from the beginning of the month, if he has a Megillah, if he has access to a Megillah, he should read the Megillah. But how does this Purim take the whole month? The saving only started on the 13th. And so Rashi addresses this by saying, it was days of miracles for the Jewish people, Purim and Pesach, as the Rebbe is going to explain. What's the explanation, Vav? Explanation is, the Gemara says, same way that when the month of Av comes in, we decrease our joy. Similarly, when the month of Adar comes in, we increase in joy. So we have to understand that the increasing in joy that we do in Adar is the same, is in the same, with the same parameters of the increasing in joy, of the decreasing in joy in month of Av. It's, so let's analyze now in what way is of distinguished from other months. Well, bad things happen then. And that's why we say in the month of Av we decrease our joy. But we find there's two, two things in the month that we talk about. One is that there's a repetition, a repetitiveness of negativity, of tzaras that happens. Number two, it's, a, it's, an, it's an inauspicious time. It's a yoyim chayiv. It's a day that's, that's, that's got negative energy. The Gemara says, how do you know that on the second, we know that the first base of Mikdash, historically we have, uh, we have uh, 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 Psukim and the prophets that it was destroyed on Tishabav. How do we know the second base of Mikdash was also Tishabav? And, and the Gemara says that, well, there's a concept of that good things happen on a good day. Bad things, Hashem makes them happy, happen on a day that's, that's inauspicious, that's already bad. And so this we can say is, is not just that it's a bad day because the first base Amikdash was destroyed on Tishabav, that's why Hashem made it that the second base Amikdash was also destroyed on Tishabav. No, it would seem <coughs> also earlier we already had a bad day because the Gemara says when they cried after the, the spies came back, they cried all night. Hashem says, was, the Gemara says, was Tishabav, and Hashem says, you cried for no reason now. I'm going to make this Kiveya, I'm going to make this a, a fixed day of crying for you. And that's why years later, almost a thousand years later, there's the destruction of the first base of Mikdash, and then almost 500 years later, the destruction of the second base of Mikdash. <clears throat> so, according to this comes out, so if it's both the fact that many bad things happened, and it's also an inauspicious day, the energy of the day is negative, so it's the same thing with Chedesh Adar. There's miracles that happen in Chedesh Adar, and it's also a good day. So where do we find about the month of Adar this good day aspect? Ah, so we find that the Gemara says, the Gemara tells us this. When the lottery fell out in the month of Adar, the Gemara doesn't talk about the day, the Gemara says when the, month, the, when the lottery fell out in the month of Adar, this is an energy that was pervading the month, Haman was very rejoiced. He said, ah, I got the month that Meshach Rabbeinu passed away. He didn't know that on the seventh of Adar, Hitaka passed away in this month, seventh of Adar, but on the seventh of Adar, he, passed, he was born. So what do we see? That what brought to the miracle of Purim in the month of Adar is because the month, he thought the month was a bad month, but the month is a good month. Which part of the month? The seventh of Adar. It knows it's the birth of Moshe, which creates the energy of positivity that later brings the, the additional miracles of Purim. So the fact that the girl fell out on Adar actually was rescinded the gezerah, the decree that Haman felt he had because of the bad energy. The month wasn't bad energy. It's good energy. The month has good energy. So the whole month, in other words, as an understanding, that the whole month <coughs> is affected here. What's the... Uh, <coughs> what's the achievement of Zion Adar? What's the, 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 the advantage of Zion Adar? Is that the, the Redeemer of Israel is born. He took the Jews out of, out of, out of Mitzrayim. You remember the Gemara says and say that when uh, when Moshe Rabbeinu was born, the stargazers saw that um, that oy, the Redeemer is born and his downfall is going to be the water. They didn't know it was the hitting the rock. They thought water. That's why they said all 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 boys should be thrown into the water. So in other words, the energy he was already born. Even the stargazers saw it. He was already born as the Redeemer. So that means 
that there's two aspects to this Chodesh. First of all, it's a, it's a, it's a month that has Zayin Adah, the day of birth of Moshe. And it's also a day where there was a recurrence of miracles and redemption. Where's the recurrence of miracles and redemption? There's only one, Purim. No, because Zion other has within it the birth of two redemptions. Going out of Egypt, first of all, and also the redemption of Purim. Ah, so now we can understand why Rashi says Purim and Pesach, because Mishenichnas other Marvin Besimcha, it's not about Pesach in Nisan, it's about the Pesach that's born in other. The Simcha of the month of Adar is not just about the Simcha of Purim on the 14th of Adar. It's also because the whole month is a, is, is, is a special month. The whole month gets affected by Zion Adar. And it's interesting, the Rebbe brings in a Adar. We find in the Gemara Rosh Hashanah that the month, Yerach uh, Ha'isonim, there's a there who says that the others were born in Tishrei, as we see that the month is called Yerach Ha'isonim, the month of the strong ones. That's the month where the strong ones of the world, the forefathers, were born. The whole, in other words, the, the Navi calls the whole month Yerach Ha'isonim because of the birth of the Ovis. So we see that the birth of a Tzaddik actually captures the month. So the power here of other is what? Not just because of Purim, Yudalad Adar, but the, the whole month becomes a powerful month. Because that month, Zion Adar, which, which let's talk about Zion Adar as being the month that month has Nisim brought to Nisim. It also brought to Pesach because the birth of Pesach was Zion Adar as well. And that's why when the, as soon as the month of Adar comes in, we increase in joy. It pervades the entire month. Rashi says, the Rabbi says, no, Adar 50, Rabbi, Rabbi, Rashi doesn't have to explain this clearly because um, he says, when, when the month, the way Rashi says, he says, Mishanichnas uh, Adar, that's what he quotes. And then he says, it was days of miracles to the Israel Purim. We all know the connection of Purim to the month of Adar. And we also understand it's right away Mishanichnas Adar, because Haman said, the month is good and the month is bad. And then when he continues and says, and it's also Pesach, so we understand that Pesach is also talking about the connection of Pesach to Adar. What's the connection of Pesach to Adar? That Moshe Rabbeinu, who's the star, who, who leads to Pesach, is born on others. So the whole month becomes a month of, uh, of two things. First of all, it's a, it's a powerful month, like Haman identified, but he didn't know the positivity of it. And also, it has the repetitiveness of miracles, because the birth, the Zion other, leads to Purim and Pesach. Square brackets, and this will also tell us why it says that the month was transformed. And that's why, as we asked before, why is the whole month Kasha V'Kiyos Megillah, even though the miracle took place on the 13th? Because the miracle of Purim really didn't start only on the 13th of Adar. It started already when the Geirel, when the lottery came out of the month of Adar, already that positive energy starts at the beginning of the month. In other words, even the, uh, does the Rebbe say, um, uh, da 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 um, yeah, okay. <clears throat> Zion. So the reason for, now let's go back to understand the reason for fasting on Zion Adar. We say, if it's a day of birth, it's such a proper day, why do we not remember the birth with a minute? Only the fast. Okay, so let's un analyze what does it mean to fast for a day of fasting at Sadiq. So when it comes to fasting, the Shulchan Aruch says these are the days that negative things happen. Tzadahs happen to our forefathers and it's applicable to fast on them. And one of the days that the Shulchan Aruch mentions, there's Zayin Adar, passing on Meishah. So we could explain this on two things. Why do we fast? There's two reasons to fast. One is because these days, Tzadahs happen to our forefathers. So it's days that are opposite of joy. There's, there are stern days. There are days of, of negativity. And that's why you should fast on them in order to make sure that nothing else bad should happen. Even though we say that the Bnei Yisrael don't have a mazel, so it's not like it's a bad day and something bad is going to happen, but what's pshat? We don't have a mazel. It means we can talk to the big boss through davening, we can change a mazel. Right? So that's why we would have to daven on a day that has a certain, uh, bad things happen, has a certain ne negativity to it, so we can rise higher the mazel. But that's exactly what we do. We fast and whatever, so we're, we're reacting to the negativity of the day. Based, there's another aspect, and that is 
because on these days negative things happen, things not of simcha happen, especially that a tzaddik passed away, for example, Zayin Oder. So the way the reaction has to be, we don't have to be worried about bad things happening. But we need to take a personal reaction, as Shleim HaMelech says, Vachai and Alibay, the living need to take the heart. In other words, this is a time to do tshuva. Sadiq passed away, we need to try and, and earnestly and seriously make this a day where we rectify ourselves. And one of the ways of tshuva is fasting. Of course, to mention here that uh, the Rebbe in our generations was very, um, told us that fasting is not our Aveda, the fasts of Shulchan Aruch, of course we have to fast, but not additional fasts. But the fasting here is, is uh, of Zayin Oder is, there, there's a concept of fasting, not because it's a bad day, we're trying to make sure that no negative things happen, but because we want to use the power and intensity of the day and raise ourselves. What's the difference between these two vantages of a fast? It's either because we're trying to ward off, so to speak, the negativity of the day, or we try, because we're trying to use the power of the day. The difference is, what happens if there's two aspects to the day? It's a day that has a simcha, and it's a day that has the opposite of simcha. So according to the first reason, <coughs> if it's a tiniest, because it's, a, it's an inauspicious day, it's a yim chayev, you don't have to fast. Oh, you have a, a, a joyous thing that's that's uh, that's uh, balancing out the negative thing. There's also good things that happen today. No reason to to to, to get all tzachish, to get all to, to get all nervous. However, I mean, don't tell me it's a bad day. There's also good things that happen today, so it's, it's average. No need to fast. However, if you talk about the times as being a day for a serious introspection, for a day of teshuva, because it's a powerful day. Okay, then you would have to fast because the concept of taking to heart and, and doing tshuva because of the passing of tzaddik, for example, that's, uh, that still exists. I, it's also a day of joy. We find in by Simchas Beis Sheva, and about Simchas Beis Sheva, there's no question that this was the greatest Simcha ever, the Simcha of the drawing of the water by Sukkot. It says if you didn't see that joy, you never saw joy. That's the greatest joy. Nevertheless, what was one of the things that they spoke about during the dancing? Happy is one who never sinned, but if whoever sinned should come, should return to Hashem, it'll be forgiven. In other words, joy and teshuva, being introspective and coming back to Hashem, is not, are not uh, um, mutually exclusive to each other. So we can also understand about Zayin Oder, since we find that it's Taka Yem Simcha, birth of Mesha. It's not just the Yem Simcha, it's such a powerful day that it overpowered Haman's plans. And the whole month, it doesn't just take the day, it takes the whole month and the whole month becomes the month of Marbim Besimcha Lahalacha. So we understand that the tiniest of Zion Oda, because Meshach Rabbeinu passed away, it's not because it's a bad day. No, Zion Oda is an amazing day, which makes the whole month amazing, which transformed the whole diabolical plan of Haman. And it led to Pesach. It's an unbelievable day. So obviously the fast is not because it's a bad day. It's a fast because we have to open up the gates of Tshuva. You become more introspective. Use the day to bring ourselves to Tshuva. Ah, the fact, the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu is born, that helps the tshuva, it should be in a better way. It should be with simcha. Fast doesn't negate the simcha. Just like all mitzvahs have to be done with simcha. So you have the simcha, but you're doing it in a way of fasting so you don't get distracted by food and so on. Right? As Rashi says about the, the, day, the day of Purim, Rashi says, that the day of birth is powerful, it atones or it covers up or it transforms even the day of passing. In other words, that the day of passing becomes influenced by the day of, of birth. So they coexist. And we're still fasting, but we're not saying that it's a bad day. It's a serious day. It's a powerful day. Yeah. Okay. Now here the Rebbe says a very interesting thing. There's a chasam sefer. It's very interesting that Rebbe brings the Chassam Sefer here a lot in the Sikha, in a few different uh, junctures. I just want to point out here this, this, this big Chiddush that we just made here. Chassam Sefer says that he's of the opinion, like even though we said that we follow the opinion that the other, the Zion other yard side is kept, of Meshach Rabbeinu is kept on the first other, but the Chassam Sefer provides a different opinion. He says it should be done on the second other, and the reason he gives is, because when it comes to negativity, we don't want to bring it earlier. When it comes to mitzvahs, we want to do the mitzvah as soon as you come to it. Don't let the mitzvah pass by, do it right away. So if there's two others, if it's a mitzvah to do on the first order, second order, do it first order. 
However, when it comes to a, a puranus, when it comes to negativity, we don't, we don't invite negativity in early. Push it to the second order. The Rebbe says, but this, the way I'm explaining now, Zion order, even the fast is not a negativity. So if so, you hear what's happening here? If so, that svara doesn't apply. That you don't want to bring put on this, you don't want to bring negativity early. It's not a it's not a negative day. So this fits and jives with with uh, our with the way the minig is. The majority uh, minig is to do zayin other meishabenu's yardside on the first of others. It's not put on us. It's it's a day of his birth and passing, which has big power. As we're going to continue to unfold and explain it, that I was going to explain. Ches, according to this, we can understand when it comes to a leap year. Since, according to the Mogen Abraham, the Tainus is on the first order. For this, we understand that also the Simcha, which is related to the fact that it's a good day because of the birth of Meshach, is also on the first order. As we said, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu does the days of Tzaddikim from day to day, exactly. Eibazei comes out, so if so, it comes out, that also when Mishanichnas Adarishin, we have to have Marbim Simcha. If, as we said before from Rashi, that in the whole month becomes, the, the month becomes transformed because there's the day of Zion Oda which leads to the days of miracles of Purim and Pesach. Especially, we know that these days of redemption, Purim, also exist in other Ishan, Purim cotton and Shushan Purim cotton, that we say that there were days <coughs> there were days of celebration. There were days of, of saving. There's even an opinion says that Rebbe, that if somebody said Va'alanisim on the first order that brings from from Achreinim, he doesn't have to repeat the, the, the Shemen Esra. He hasn't made. He hasn't inserted something that's totally wrong. They are in a way days of 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 Purim, even though. We understand Taka that it commensurate with the fact that that the real Purim is really joyous. So the second other has even more simcha. Rebbe says that comes out lemaisa v'peil that uh, the marbim simcha of the the second other is going to be even more. Akapana, but it definitely applies in the first simcha because that that powerful day of Zayin other and the resultant Purim is already felt in the first other and it it, it pervades the entire month. Tess, according to this, but in other words, the Marvin Besimcha, the way that I've explained the Marvin Besimcha, it has to do with Dafka with Leitas Moshe. The Purim, the, the miracle of Purim is also a result of the birth of Moshe. So Zion other is the key here. And that, as we see, is on the first other. So even though Purim, you could say, is the second other. So maybe the joy should be only for Purim, if it's only about Purim. But the Rebbe just made a Chiddush and Rashi and explained that the joy of the entire month comes really because of the power of the day of birth of Moshe. And that's in the first order. So then it starts already in the first order. Tess. According to, according to this, which we said, that the advantage of Zion order is the birth of Moshe. Is the birth of Moshe. We explained about the greatness of the birth of Moshe. We'll understand. So, so now we have a bigger question. Why in Shukhanach the don't we find, we only find about fasting, why don't we find any, any celebration of the birthday of, of Meish Rabbeinu? He just said that this leads to the unbelievable energy of the whole month of other Purim and Pesach. But Yeshlem says that, but this is actually, it's, it, it's for this very reason that there's no celebration, because of its power. Because the greatness of the day is so intense and so high, it can't come down in a revealed way, down below, in a revealed simcha. It stays in a concealed way, and it only has its effect... The Rebbe says here, but siba as a cause, but nivdal as a cause that's not felt directly. It causes it in a in a in a, in a hidden way. For example, in halacha, Yom Tif is not the holiest day. It's called Mikra Kodesh. However, when we say Havdala, when we go from Yom Tif to Shabbos, um, when we go from Shabbos to Yom Tif, we say a Havdala after Shabbos, going from a holiness of Shabbos to a lower holiness of Yom Tov. Yet, when do we have more joy? The mitzvah, I say, the positive mitzvah to be joyous is on Yom Tov. Shabbos is higher. It's called Kodesh, called holy. But it's not called, it's, we don't have the mitzvah of joy. Right? It's less if, it's, if it's more important than Yom Tov, it's more holy than Yom Tov, we should have more joy. 
sometimes there's a, I don't want to use the word standoffish, because right? that's negative, but sometimes there's, a, there's a, an exaltedness or a, uh, a removedness because of the holiness. It's a little bit more separate. It's a little bit more removed. Not because it's lower, because it's higher. So the, day, the power of the day of birth of Moshe is so powerful that it doesn't, but it doesn't come out in a way that it's obvious joy. It retains its, its aloofness in a way, its exaltedness. Yud. The explanation is, we'll understand by first of all understanding about the birth and, and passing of, of tzaddikim. It says Hashem fills the days of tzaddikim from day to day. That they pass on the day they're born. What's the real pnimi? What's the... In, Inner reason for this, because by tzaddikim, the shleimus and tachlis, the, the the fulfillment and the ultimate achievement of their birth. What does birth mean? Birth means revelation. Before it was in the womb, now it becomes born in a comes independent person. So the revelation of their true essence is really the day they pass. That's when they truly come to full revelation. Why? Because we know that what it explains in Tanya, based on explaining what the Zerah says, that the tzaddik that passes is found more in this world. The Altarab explained because the Talmidim get from Ruach Rabam Ha'atzmius, from the essential spirit of their teacher, more and higher than the time when his neshama is enclosed in a body, which is a limitation of sorts. And then after he passes away, the tzaddik is shining and illuminating in a really much higher level. And it's higher, the, the illumination that's coming is from the elevation of the Ruach and the Nisham of the Tzaddik when it gets back to the source that it's hewn from. And this shine that comes from the Tzaddik after his passing shines and illuminates to all his students that have become servers of Hashem through the Tzaddik. And it brings into their heart feelings of tshuva and, and doing good deeds. However, this shine is in a way of concealment. Just like, in other words, the source where it emanates from is concealed. The tzaddik is past. Just like the sun which shines to the stars from underneath the earth. Whatever that means. Uh, you could look in Tanya. The altar means in Tanya. As it says in Tikkunim, after he passed away, his shine is in all generations to 600,000 Eden. Just like the sun that shines from under the earth and illuminates all the, all, all the stars. I think it means that you don't see the sun shining to the stars. The, the stars twinkle, but if, if it's coming from the sun, even though it's from, from far away, and, it, and you don't see the connection between the, the, the sun and the stars. In other words, there's a, uh, there, there's a revelation of the, of the tzaddik when he passes, which is powerful, which is not there in the time of birth. You don't have the revelation of the tzaddik. It's only in, in, in potential. That power that's revealed on the, on, on, on the day of, uh, after passing, which is not restricted to the body, is not there the day of birth in this world. It's their potential. So but really the full realization of the potential of the revelation of the tzaddik actually happens when he passes. So Kodesh will understand why isn't there a day of celebration in Shulchan Aruch? Why is there no instructions what to do on the day of birth of Moshe Rabbeinu? Because the real... The, the, the true expression of Moshe Rabbeinu's birth is on the day of his passing. But then it's such a, an exalted revelation. Istalkus, like the Rebbe says in the Maimonim of Bosilegani, it's Istalkus at such a high level, it, it, it's not to be captured in, in a way of, of being enclosed down below. So that greatness is, is an exalted way. And, and in, in this life, in this world, we don't feel the revelation, you feel the absence, he passed away. But really, there's the power there of the revelation. Because by a tzaddik, his full birth, his full bloom, is when he passes. But it's not there in a, in a revealed way. So there's, physically, we have the aspect of, 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 of mourning, in a sense. But it's not mourning, because he's here. It's powerful. So the fast is not about negativity. The fast is about the intensity, and about using this for tshuva, using this about making this inward. Says the Rebbe, that we know in a foot in footnote 79, interesting thing, causing this will understand that the Nesiei Chabad, the leadership of Chabad, after they became a Rebbe, they stopped saying Tachnon and Zayin Oder. In other words, because that's when, when they became Rebbe, and they became the Moshe of the generation, 
that's when that's when uh, that became revealed by them. There's no so. What do they feel on Zion Adar? The the fullness of the birth, which is expressed by his not being bound to a body. With that. And, and that's, we see even by the Rabbeim, such high level, even before they became a Rebbe, but this is something that they did only after they took upon themselves the Nesias, they became the actual Mesh of the generation. It says the Rebbe in, in, in Ha'ara 77, uh, uh, in Ha'ara 76, quoted this, I mentioned this earlier, the Lushan is, that Mesha, the Lushan Gemara is, that Moshe, that Haman didn't know that on Zion other Moshe passed, and on Zion other he was born. What do you mean? He didn't know that he passed. So simply, okay, we understand what it means. But what, what do you mean? So he says, and why doesn't it say he didn't know that he was born on that day and he passed on that day? Why is it saying on the opposite? So the Rebbe says, according to what we just explained, we understand. Haman didn't understand. He didn't. He knew chronologically that Moshe passed. He didn't know what does it mean that Moshe Rabbeinu passed away on Zion Adar. What does passing of tzaddikim mean? That it's really the, the fullness of their birth. Moshe didn't know that, that, that Haman didn't know that Moshe passed on Zion Adar and was born on Zion Adar. In other words, even his passing is a full expression of his birth. Unbelievable. Says the Rebbe, continues in Yudalif. According to this, we'll understand the connection between Zion Adar and Pashat of Taka in a revealed way, what will we what will we say pointing out that in a revealed way we don't see Moshe Rabbeinu. Taka, we don't have Moshe's name because Zayin Oder. In a revealed way, is the absence, is passing. On the other hand, in Pnimius, the fact that it doesn't say the, the name of Moshe is because it says about the essence of Moshe. It's higher than the name and higher than revelation. And that's what we see expressed in the name of the Seder of Ata Tetzave. Lashon Ata means you. Your essence, it's Atzmius, that's higher than any name, not identifiable by name. Tetzava, you shall command. Tetzava is also for the expression of Tetzav, so the Hebrew connection. In other words, the connection of Yidin, who are the commandees, the Mitzuvim, the ones that are commanded, with the Atzmius of Mesha, with the essence of Mesha, which does what Mesha's function is, connects Yidin with the Atzmus of Ein Sof. The one who spoke to Mesha Rabbeinu says, you shall connect Yidden to me. And that's the Teichen. So it doesn't say Meshavin's name, but on the other hand, it's referring to the deepest aspects of his essence. And that's the Teichen Pnimi, the, the inner content of Zayin Adar, that that's when the Tachlis Ashlemus of the birth and revelation of Meshe is to all Yidden. He's, he's, he's being revealed in a way, Zayin Adar is higher than expression of Gilui. It's in a way of Atatetzavah. So we have Bepoyal. We don't have a, uh, we have, we have, we don't, we don't have the Gilui. That's why the only expression in Shulchan Aruch is, is marking the absence. But the absence is not a negative thing. It's not Chashom Yem Chayv. It's Yem Zakai, which we, in order to get that energy, need to be able to, to be introspective and take it in. Thank you.